chai. My name is Quinn, and today I'm drinking my own winter uh, potpourri tea creation. Ooh, hello, it's Lily. I too am drinking a potpourri creation, and I'm going to test it and try it right now for your ears. Let's go. Okay. Um, Not a good face, folks. So the, the potpourri that I have just made has cranberries and oranges. So it's just this, it has this tang to it. It's not necessarily bad. It's interesting. I'll, I'll continue to sip on it throughout our episode. So Quinn, yeah. what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about potpourri. And you're like, oh, the weird, dusty, dried basket of fruits and pine cones in my grandma's bathroom? Yeah. No. No. Um. <laughs> We're talking about uh, potpourri that you can make stovetop, which is super Ooh. cool. Um, there's a lot of different versions of it. I initially came up with this idea, no one's surprised, via a TikTok. <laughs> I sent it to Lily and I was like, we have to do this. Because the TikTok was like, make potpourri at home. It's better for the environment and it makes your house smell good and you can drink it, whatever. So as a side note, in general, not a good idea to drink potpourri. There's a lot of different recipes with things that aren't necessarily edible and it's more just for the smell. But depending on what you put in it and if you're making it at home, it can be safe to drink. Um, So Lily and I, it sounds like today, ended up doing very similar recipes. Um, She was kind of finishing hers up as we were getting ready to record. And I drank mine a bit ago for the first time kind of similar reaction. Um, It smells really good. Yes. And I was a little bit afraid that it wasn't going to taste very good because there's not really any like sweetener or anything to cut it. It's just whatever you put in the pot soaked in water, which is what tea is. So no, there's no actual tea in these, but we'll consider them like an herbal type of blend. I like it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what are your thoughts on your tea? Like, you, you say you, you, it needs like a sweetener. It sounds like mine is probably a bit more concentrated. I was letting it steep for a while. Mine was uh, sitting on the pot for probably about an hour. Mine included one orange, a little bit of star, whole star anise, uh, whole cloves, two cinnamon sticks, cranberries, and pomegranate seeds. Oh, okay. Slight variation on the one I had pulled. I would say. Yes. So I had done um, two recipes. Yeah, when Quinn had introduced this idea, that's what I thought of. It was like, oh, like the weird brown fruit that's cracking and dry on the back of grandma's toilet. It's not that. It's actually very, not only does it smell great, but it's very beautiful. Like I was taking pictures of it in the pot just because it looks really pretty. And Mm -hmm. so... I did the cranberry and cinnamon stovetop potpourri and the ingredients. And I I kind of just dumped everything together. So I did two oranges sliced, uh, three cinnamon sticks. I think I ended up using like four. Uh, one cup of cranberries. Again, I just dumped the whole packet in. Three teaspoons ground clove. I had bought uh, whole cloves. So I just did whole cloves. Uh, two teaspoons ground nutmeg and two sprigs of rosemary, which again, I just used the whole thing of rosemary. And the instructions are very simple. Place all of these ingredients into a large pot, cover it with water, and put it on uh, simmer. So the lowest possible setting where you're still getting that flame, that's where you want it to be. And you can, you know, have this last for hours and hours. The only tending that you need to do to the potpourri is continue to add water because 
as <laughs> I realized, water evaporates, which means it turns into air, which means it's no longer water, and you have to add more of it as it continues to steam and fragrant um, your home. But it's it's just a it's a great idea. If you ever have any leftover herbs, I was telling Quinn that you probably buy herbs in a pack, fresh herbs, because you need like one fresh sprig of whatever rosemary thyme, and then you don't use the rest of it. This is a great way to repurpose that, which I think is super awesome and resourceful. Yeah. I love the whole idea of it just because I like a fresh scent and like there's not chemicals in this. It is mm-hmm. fruit and spices and, you know, all kinds of things. I would like to try making the dried potpourri because when I was doing research on this, they had like recipes for that too. So I got some extra stuff so I can try like dehydrating an orange and putting essential oil on it. I don't know. It was a whole new world, man. No, you can get you can get so fancy with the scents and all that stuff. But I will say there is um so one of the potpourri recipes I got was from this website, Bonnie Plants. And they actually have a section telling you how to make potpourri in a tea way that's not just boiling the water. So this is what it says. And this is what I did for the first potpourri that I did. So you're going to bring water to a low boil and then you're going to add all the herbs and the citrus or whatever ingredients that you're making. Once you've done that, remove it from heat, and then you're going to let all those ingredients steep in the boiling water for five minutes. Yeah. There are, like, other things that people put in potpourri, like slices of pine trees. I'm not sure you want to drink that. So just, you know, when you're reading a recipe, food items are good. (laughs) Food items are where you want to be at. Um, I will say the other potpourri I did, which I, I really did enjoy. So this was four fresh thyme sprigs, two fresh sage leaves, um, four to five fresh lavender flowers. Uh, I just had lavender buds. This I actually had lavender buds from a previous episode we did called DIY Herbal Blends. And so I still had those. So I used dried lavender buds, um, one fresh sprig of oregano. Uh, I did a full uh, lemon slice. I did maybe like two lemon slices. And then I also added, because it's the holidays, uh, some cinnamon sticks and some cloves. Mm -hmm. And that one, it was so pretty in the pot. I took a few pictures and I made that one into tea. And the tea from that one was pretty good. It was this very light, sort of light pink color. It had this very light flavor. However, one of the (laughs) ingredients is oregano. And oregano is used a lot in like Italian cooking. It's used in pizzas, pastas, all that type of stuff. In a tea, it was weird and it was obviously the prominent flavor. So the tea itself was this very kind of light, you got light lemon, light lavender taste, but ultimately it was an oregano tea. That's really weird. (laughs) So yeah, it was weird as a tea. The potpourri was amazing. I had a, a day off when I was making this and I just let that puppy simmer on my stovetop. I added water periodically. It just smelled so good. The The sage really came out the most and it was it was really nice. Now my apartment, I have a studio, so the kitchen's kind of tucked away and it doesn't allow sort of that open concept type of kitchen that Quinn has where you put something on the stove, it's going to scent your house that you want potpourri to do. So I still got a bit of the scent, but I would like it to be like full on Christmas cinnamon <laughs> sticks when you walk into my house. December 1st, let's go. Yeah. But uh, still very good. I'm very glad I did it anyway. It's funny because I never thought of potpourri as something that like I simmered on my stovetop. 
but that's what mainly comes up when you like Google DIY potpourri and it's it's yeah. pretty cool um it kind of makes me think of uh when we were in school we would always do that Christmas caroling party at my house oh wow those are famous yeah, yeah. And uh, we always did like hot cider with all of the spices and my mom would start it so that when we all walked in, it smelled like the Christmas tree and like the hot cider on the stove. Yeah. And that's essentially what potpourri is. Like that's what you're doing. Yeah. So I highly recommend. It's very, very fun. Whether you're going to drink it or you're just going to enjoy like the smell, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I will say we were making pizza at the same time as... Uh, we were doing the potpourri, so it kind of yeah. You should have seen Quinn's pizza. It was an incredible <laughs> piece of pizza. I'm still, I'm still mad about it that I'm not there. It's fine. <laughs> but the scent kind of overtook it, so I would like to do this again when we are not also making pizza. <laughs> yeah, because I think we might be able to enjoy like the smell more. But when I tasted it, it definitely. I don't know if you had this experience. It tastes very different than it smells, which. Yeah, is interesting. Mine tasted like sweeter because I think I put too much star anise in, which has a very licorice mm. type of smell and yeah. taste. Right. But when you taste it, it's mainly like the orange and the cranberry with some pomegranate. And then like that licorice taste is kind of like very much in the background. It's very weird. I think it is good. No, it's interesting. Like this, this one that I'm drinking now, which is from the cranberry and uh, cinnamon and orange potpourri, you almost, uh, the smell combined with the first sip is almost similar to orange juice for a second. Yeah. And then it changes immediately to the spices. So you're totally right. Where like the smell coming off my stovetop is more clove. You're getting a bit of the cranberry, but the tea is different, which I find very fascinating but no, I, I just love this idea because I feel like there's so many great scents specific for the holidays. Obviously, you can purchase these ingredients any time of the year, but it's nice to like get in the holiday spirit in this way. Maybe instead of listening to like the worst corny Christmas music, you just make like holiday potpourri and it's really nice and it smells really good. And I'm sorry, no matter who you are, if you're at the grocery store buying whole cinnamon sticks, you feel pretty cool. I felt pretty cool. Super true. Also, the yeah. ingredients were easier to find than I thought they were going to be because I thought finding like whole anise and whole cloves was going to be a lot harder, but Publix just had it. It was on the bottom shelf, but they just had it and it was on sale. Good job, Publix, because all spices should be on sale during the holidays. Come on. But yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. I had no trouble finding any of these ingredients. Um, yeah, because I thought I was like, how would I find ground clove? But if you go to your spice rack, whatever grocery store you're going to find, there'll probably be a ground version of the spice and then next to it, the whole version. And I'm talking about specifically like cinnamon sticks, nutmeg, you might find whole, that's a bit harder. And, and then the cloves, I will say one of my favorite spice brands is a brand called Frontier Co-op. They have excellent spices and they have a ton of great variety. I've seen this brand at a lot of different places. A lot of my spices are from there. But yeah, I, I thought that I wouldn't be able to find whole cranberries because I'm like, I've never seen those. But they were just right in the produce section. Yeah. In a bag. I've bought cranberries before for um, sangria, which is holiday champagne. But there's a holiday one that I make, which I will probably talk about next week because we're doing holiday cocktails. Mm. So I'm not going to tell you much. But uh, that was the first time I bought whole cranberries a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, they're so easy to find. 
And I have since like made cupcake recipes with them and like decorated with them and all kinds of things. Um, I like playing with cranberries, actually. They're super fun. I will say Dave tried mine and he really likes it. He likes it better than I like it. Um, and he was like, you know what would be good in this? Some rum. And I was like, okay. So I went over to our uh, little bar cart that we have, which shout out Gunkles. They love to give us the alcohol that they uh, purchase and it's too weird. So we just end up getting it. So I went over and he has some like regular rum somewhere on the cart, but I couldn't find it. And I saw this bottle like sticking up on the top, which is where all of the like kind of odd things that we have are. And it said Sailor Jerry, which is a brand of rum. So I pulled it out and um, it's Savage Apple Sailor Jerry. Oh. And I was like, you know what? This actually might be really good in there. So we put just like a little, we poured just a little bit into his cup and it was delicious. Really? Like so very good. And even more warming because like, you know, rum. So it like, you feel it going down and like burning. But um, extra bonus if you're into that kind of thing. I don't think, I didn't even realize they could make a apple flavored rum. Yeah. I'm just used to like, you know, Malibu rum when I was like 19. And I don't. You know, that type of stuff. I don't think we ever touched this. Because when you smell it, it smells like bad fake apple candy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But you're like. I would love to smell that. But in the drink. So good. We are unlocking something here. Not only with potpourri, which I never once thought that we could make it into tea, but I never once thought to like mix alcohol or make to make a cocktail with tea. Never thought of that either until we did the Wawa episode and we're like, this is a mixer. Yeah. If you're enjoying this conversation, tune in next week. Tune in next week because uh, Quinn will cover the cocktail alcohol side of it. I'm going to cover the sober <laughs> side of it. <laughs> Guys, I'm still fun, okay? I'm still fun, all right? Lily was like the drunkest person at my wedding and she had no alcohol, so. I was the drunkest person at your wedding. I loved it. It was so much fun. Everyone thought you were the life of the party and they were correct. I just, I love weddings and it was really a lot of fun. Maybe we can cut this out. But also, it's it's fun to realize as a sober person, it takes a long time. But when you realize that alcohol is not the reason that you're fun and interesting and happy. It takes a long time to get there, but then once you realize that, you can actually just start being yourself. I love that. No, you should keep that in. I love that message. So back to the potpourri. Okay, I told Lily that I had a weird place to take this at some point. Let's get weird. In my research, part of it was research and part of it was TikTok just heard me talking to Dave about this and you about this probably, so it showed me things. You know who makes a lot of simmering potpourri? Witches. Oh, the cauldron. Yeah, no, it's like there's, so there's this whole thing uh, called kitchen witches. And they are people who, um, you know, believe in witchcraft of some sort. And uh, there's a whole like science behind what different things that you put in the pot mean. And they do what's called a Yule Simmer Pot. Yeah, and I stumbled across this. Is it part of a spell? Is it part of like a concoction? Yeah, it's. I think it's technically a spell for the new year. 
Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's super cool. I thought it was super, super cool. Like no matter what you believe in, it's it's so interesting. So this one that I found, for example, I'm going to kind of like watch it and tell you exactly what she said everything uh, stood for. And uh, this is from a user on TikTok called Peculiar and Precious. And uh, she is a kitchen witch. She does videos all about being a kitchen witch. Let's... Uh, dive into this so she puts oranges in hers which apparently symbolize the return of the sun which is fitting for winter um and then pine to banish negative energy and they're like cuts of the bottom of a pine tree almost then cinnamon to bless and cleanse your home nutmeg to attract luck rosemary for protection she puts uh ginger for warm sun energy Ginger potpourri would be really good. Yeah. And then she puts pomegranate in hers too, which kind of what inspired me to put pomegranate in mine. And that's to bring prosperity and change. And when she puts it in, she you can tell she's like scraped all of the seeds out of it. So she's putting like the shell of it in. And then later she starts dropping the seeds in. And with each pomegranate like seed, you are supposed to set your intentions for the coming season. So it's kind of like a New Year's resolution type of thing. So I kind of did it for fun. I asked Dave if he wanted to do it and he was like, sure. And then he just like dumped a bunch of the cup of seeds in and I was like, that's not what I meant. And he was like, well, I don't know and walked away. Well, yeah, because Dave thought that they were boba balls and then he was d- disappointed <laughs> when they were not. And he's like, actually, I'm out. If this isn't a boba ball, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Dave wants to do potpourri, except it's only the worst parts of boba tea. <laughs> I'm still not over it. Okay. Anyway. Um, but it was cool because there's also people in the comments asking questions that I feel like you and I also had about like potpourri in general. Like somebody asks if they could dehydrate it and place it out in the open, like regular potpourri. There's people asking about like substitutions because of allergies. There's people asking if you can consume this one, which she says she wouldn't recommend it with this one. But yeah, it's super, super cool. And the last thing that I expected to be like trying to learn about, and if you go and Google like kitchen witch recipes and Yule simmer pots, and they have simmer pots for a lot of different seasons with a lot of different meanings. So it's really interesting, but also they're just like great recipes in general. There's my left field fact. I no, I absolutely love that. I love that you tied it into spooky season because, okay, I know it's Mariah Carey season, but we're still under the umbrella of spooky season. Come after me. I love that so much. I love this idea of potpourri. I think I mentioned this earlier too, but I just think it's a great way to reduce food waste. Like you have like rinds from various like lemons or limes. I mean, you can make potpourri out of anything. Say say a random ingredient. We're gonna create a potpourri together, okay? Start start with it like an herb. I want to be mean and mess this up, but I won't. Um... No, mess it up. <laughs> We're gonna make a gross potpourri. All right, dried sh- sh- shiitake mushrooms. Go ahead. Ah, uh, rosemary, potato, onion. This is just soup now. <laughs> and now we've made soup. You see where this goes, guys? So the difference between soup and potpourri. <laughs> no. No, my point is that, yes, you could <laughs> use this for if you have food waste, then you can make it into potpourri. But also, like we just discovered, that's also how you can make like vegetable broth. If you have a lot of food waste that are vegetables, you can make that into a broth, too. 
But this way, you can scent your house and it smells nice. There's other things you can recycle with it too. Like we just went to get our Christmas tree. And um, when they cut off the bottom of the Christmas tree, you could totally get your like pine rounds from that. Or like grab, they had a whole pile of like discarded tree branches that they cut off the bottom of some trees that they were like, oh yeah, just take it, whatever. You could put that in here. There's so many good things. If you got lemongrass, that would probably be really good. Well, this would be a really fun um, a fun thing to do to like pair with foraging, you know? It's like go forage out for yeah. some potpourri, you know? If you live in like a warmer climate or even like where I live in, in the north, where in the north, like I live in a kingdom. I live in Rhode Island. Lily of the north. Um, <laughs> Lily of the north. But yeah, like Quinn was saying, like, Pine cones are everywhere. You can probably get other fragrant things. If you're doing it this way, don't drink it. No. Okay? Don't Please drink do that, that way. But our point is that potpourri is very accessible. It sounds like a fancy French word, but it's very accessible. Anyone can make it. It's very easy. Do you have water? Do you have a pot? Do you have a hand to put these things in? You can make it. You don't even really need a spoon to stir it. You can kind of just toss it in there. You really can toss it in there. I was kind of stirring it periodically, but yeah, I guess you really don't need to um, because just the simmer kind of will do it for you. It's it's just supposed to be scenting uh, the air. That's really all all its job is. So highly recommend doing this. I love how we tied it into being a tea because you can probably do further research and really figure out what potpourris work best as tea. The one I did before that was really just herbs and lemon and lavender, that was a nice tea. I, if yeah. I was doing it again, I would remove the oregano because then it tasted like it was a pizza as a tea. And that, that it's... You no. don't want pizza tea? That's that's uh, next year where you just get really weird with this podcast and we just start making episodes about pizza tea. And then and burrito tea. Pepperoni tea. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse so do this if you are home for the holidays and you're you know around a lot of family and you guys are like bored and don't know what to do because you have you've watched a christmas story for the 30th time go to your farmer's market get some stuff make some potpourri it's fun your grandma will love it do it it's very fun you can also make um really great diy gift idea if you're like short on cash this year or you like doing handmade gifts you can make little kits for people to do their own simmer pots you just need like clear bags and some twist ties and then go get some fruit and whatever you want to be in it and you can hand make these so really easy way to make gifts for people and it's thoughtful and it's something they can actually use it's not going to like sit on a shelf somewhere and it's seasonal everybody loves seasonal you can do fall you could put apples in this like all kinds of things If you want to go the other way with this, you can use tea as potpourri. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of teas have a really strong scent. Now, if you're leaving it out to use as potpourri, I wouldn't recommend drinking it later because it's not really... Once you've let it sit out and not be sealed, you've kind of let all of the flavor out of it along with the smell. So you can't really like drink that one also. Um, However... I have used used tea bags for scent things. I have literally used tea bags and like let them dry out. Actually, funnily enough, I'm drying some out right here. This is a dried out tea bag that I use. Okay. And it still has a smell. This is actually from our peppermint episode or our holiday episode. It's the peppermint tea. Okay. And it still smells like peppermint. 
And then I have another one here. I don't remember what this one is. So what do you use them for? I think it's like an oolong. So my favorite thing to do with them is to, um, once they're totally dried out, I will put them in drawers sometimes. Because you know how drawers can start to smell like musty. So I'll put them in drawers sometimes. But my favorite thing to do with them is put them in my shoes. Ooh, because, absorbent. Yeah, tea yeah. actually absorbs odors and it lets out a better smell. Um, and I live in Florida and my feet are always sweaty. So my shoes all smell really bad. So I actually will put used tea bags in my shoes, which sounds really funny. Do you funny. wear the shoe with the tea bag in it? No, I take it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a good use for it. Also, you could just get dried tea, like regular tea, and put it in a little sachet or anything like that and use it as potpourri. It's great for smells. Um, especially certain kinds are like really strong. The one that we did for Advent today, today was day nine, by the way, if you've been following along. The day we're recording, not the day this comes out. And uh, today when I opened that tea, it was the Buddha blend. The smell just like burst from the tin and it smelled so good. Yeah, I have a little bit left from this morning. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, this particular tea, tea review now, it does, it has a peach flavoring in it. And I love that element to it. Just brought it all together. No, if you are not following along on our tea advent journey, shame on you because we are having such a great time. Quinn is making these gorgeous TikToks of us brewing our tea in our whatever respective containers. And you can check out our cool backdrops. It's just wrapping paper, guys, at least on my end. Okay. But we're trying to make it fancy. But yeah, that is at give it a chai pod on TikTok. Okay. Follow along. It's cool. Yeah. Like David T knows about us. They've commented once. They've commented once. They've liked a lot of our videos. Really? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was a little um, butthurt because they put like some recent posts from whoever oh. on their story. And I was like, oh, for sure. We're part of this. Yeah. And we weren't. And I was very upset. Oh, like people doing their advent calendar? Yeah, it was like other people who've shared like videos and pictures of their advent calendars. And I was like, ours are wonderful. Why would you not include us? I'm sorry, David's tea. Not only um, did we financially support your advent calendar, but we have a podcast about tea that's dedicated to tea. And we're doing this every day. And shame on you. Our videos are awesome. Okay, thanks to Quinn. Now, they weren't always because I didn't know how to film it, which, is, verti which is vertically. I, I am... I am not of the young people, okay? I am an old, I'm an old person. The point is, you can really watch us grow through these TikToks. It's only been nine days, and I feel like we've both gotten so much better at it. 100%. Yeah, it started from me filming on the ground. I still film on my floor, but it's a little more professional. I have the actual backdrop now. Um, yeah, now it's just me being insecure about the lack of tea equipment that I have. That's, you know, that's what I want for Christmas is tea equipment. Anyone listening who knows me, I would like more tea equipment and then more tea and also a candle. This is coming out before Christmas, so we're doing great. It is. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say about potpourri tea other than that, do it. It's super easy. Use whatever you'd like. Just be mindful if you want to drink it or not, what is actually in there. But highly recommend. That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I love things that like emit scents. That sounds weird. I understand. You love the scenty things. I always have like the wall plugins and the weird sticks from Yankee Candle and like yeah. 
candles and I have a little essential oil burner thing. Like I love all the smells. So I am super into this. I'm definitely going to do it again. It feels like a more sustainable way to do it because it is like Mm. water and fruit. So highly recommend. Yep. That's all I have to say. Also, I want to learn more about kitchen witches now. Uh, yeah. What does your cauldron look like? What is the cauldron thickness? Remember, this is always an issue in Harry Potter, the cauldron thickness. So you got to know where you're at with that. I will say, though, another quick warning. Obviously, this requires a flame. So just, like, be careful and, like, be watching it. You don't have to be, like, in the room. Yeah, if you're going to leave your stove on. Yeah. Be aware that your stove is on. I don't think we need to say that, but I said it. Yeah. No, I think we do. Just to be safe. Just be aware, like, just as I'm recording this with you, Quinn, I ha- I'm getting wafts of clove, and I'm like, where is, th- oh, right, <laughs> I have a thing on the stove. <laughs> it's still on. Which is great. I, I'm This potpourri I'm doing right now is much more fragrant than uh, the previous one, and I am here for it. I love it very much. But yes, so if you tried potpourri, please email us, send us a picture they look so beautiful. Just put beautiful ingredients in a pot. It looks really nice. But yeah, email us. Give it a chipod at gmail.com and follow our TikTok because things are happening. The talk is talking. Okay. Yeah, I do occasionally tweet and put them on Instagram. But if you want the full set of 24 and they're posted daily, um, you're going to have to go find it on the Ticket Talkie. Get the Tiki Talkie. Or if you're like me and refuses to download TikTok, get a friend to send you talks every single day as Quinn does. Thank you, Quinn. You're welcome. Uh, It is what I look forward to most every day when you send me the the completed talk. And then I I like heart the message, which I think counts as a like in TikTok. Yeah, this is fine. Um, I send Lily exclusively uh, weird, funny Mm -hmm. videos and then also uh, cool tea things, cursed tea things, and... Cursed Harry Potter videos. So, and those are my favorite. <laughs> and we brought it back to the pata. No, I love it. But yeah, potpourri tea, do it. You're going to love it. Next week, we're going to get we're going to get kind of fun with it. We're going to do some drinks. And then on my end, yeah, I may be drunk during next week's episode. I also will be drunk on life during next week's episode. We love it. Thanks for coming back and listening to another holiday episode. Uh, Next week will be kind of our final episode for the holidays. Yeah. So. Give it a try out. Here's some, we don't really do TSMR because I don't know how to edit it, but here's some, here's some moose leaf. Have you missed that? I'm sorry, wait. Have you missed that? Gary. sounds like we're casting a spell thanks gary bye happy holidays goodbye